But Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham in the face? But, but, but bro, where's the banjo? Some Cleveland sports shows try to give you hot takes, but only one can give you a big old piece of hot ham. Welcome to Illegal Ham to the Face. Talking all Cleveland sports. And don't forget our Fat Boy Tuesday, where we also ham it up with some fun food topics. Without further ado, let's serve up some ham. Here are the Ham Boys. Fatty, Fatty, Big Bride, Big Bride, and my cousin Vinny, and my cousin Vinny. What's going on, everybody? I am that fat guy, and we have a special episode of Illegal Ham in the Face today. I got no Big Bride. I got no my cousin Vinny, so I had to call the bullpen. Let me bring out the, are you lefty or righty? All right, I think he's righty. We're just going to say the righty. Let's bring in the righty from Big Play and the Voice of the Land. We got Always Positive Jay. What's going on, brother? What is going on, my man? Not much, man. It's been one heck of a week here in the, uh, the fat household. And you've had major improvements in your household. So yeah. Well, it's about the same way. So first yeah, of all, you could say that. <laughs> congrats on the new house. Thank you. All right. How's everything going? You haven't uh haven't got upset and started bashing a hole in the wall yet, have you? Not yet, not yet. Today was close though. Today was close. Still don't have gas on. That's a problem, but I had to take a cold shower. We've been there, we've all done it. Oh yeah. We got uh, red leg in. Always love Red Leg. He's Craig, the man. I know. Craig's here. Craig Foster. What up, Craig? And then Justin is always here with us. So today is going to be a little different of show. I mean, I tried to find trivia. I couldn't find a trivia. But we got <laughs> enough to talk about. So I'm sorry. I wanted to fire off a trivia at you. And then you and I started talking about house demolition and just got off track before I could find something. But our show is brought to you by Harold Keel and the Lake Erie APA. Let me find this guy here. There it is. Uh, contact us. Uh, Fall League will be starting up. Summer is done with. Fall League will be starting up here in the matter of a few weeks. Um, we are having a special show next week because my chubby ass will be out in Las Vegas playing for the 8-Ball Whirlpool Championship. Nice. I'm flying out tomorrow and in Vegas and tournament starts. So you're flying out tomorrow afternoon. Tournament starts at nine o'clock in the morning on the fourth. So that sounds like fun. I've never been to Vegas, but it sounds like fun. Well, you better start thinking of some Vegas foods because that's what our family Tuesday is here a little bit later. Because uh, you remember the old, was it National Lampoon's vacation where they did the old 96er? Yeah, the old 96er is from the great outdoors. Uh, National Lampoon's Vegas Vacation, when he went to the buffet, is when they got the like slop. And he told the, 
the crazy uncle's like, don't skim- get skimpy on me now. And he, there's just a blue slap and the pink stuff. And then, it was gross. All right. So Craig said, I've been to Vegas. Go to the pantry at the Mirage. All right. We'll be over there. And then here we go. Everybody, <laughs> everybody just wants to know our reaction to what happened. Oh, I mean, the Indians, that was a great game last night. Walk Guardians. off, hit. Huh? Guardians, sorry. Guardians. I don't know what it is. I During the day, when I talk about them, and everyone gets mad at me in person, they're like, they're still the Indians, and I always say Guardians. But on show, I always say the Indians for some reason. Like, I, mean, I actually like the name, the Guardians. I went and got the jersey, too. I mean, also, but, yeah. big news that we had was uh, the Miami Dolphins. Got yeah, they lost their first round pick and like a yeah. third round pick the next year. Yeah, so that's so, cool. Well, I mean, I I think that's what the news are talking about. I mean, I, yeah. I, is there anything else that broke? I I, can, I I didn't see anything. Let me let me just let me just start out with this. All right, let me get <laughs> banners. Okay, because I got I got banners. It's it sucks. I'm doing it by myself. I mean, you guys have audio. I normally have my cousin Vinny, and my cousin Vinny is not here to help me out with this, but um. Watson gets, and I do air quotes now, six games. Because we got to wait until Thursday to see what the NFL does. But Sue Robinson came down, gave him a six-game suspension. Everybody yesterday, I heard, everybody, I've heard people saying it wasn't enough. I've heard people saying, let's go Super Bowl, Super Browns. It's still kind of a conflict of interest because guess what else came out today? Sue Robinson's report. And that report is grimy as grimy can be. And she pretty much laid it out there that the NFL was kind of right on this, but there's no verbiage of what Deshaun did in the uh, agreement they chose or the punishment for the code of conduct. So she could only give them six games. (laughs) So, I mean, with all this happening, I mean, Jay, you've heard everything. Uh, You're one of the biggest Browns fans I know. I, how do you how do you like the six game suspension, and then kind of the aftermath with the balloon popping on us today? I mean, from the beginning, and I'm still going to say it. I didn't care what he got. I don't care. I I'm not a judge. I'm not God. I'm not those girls. I'm not Watson. I don't really. I didn't pay all that close attention to all this whole thing because I'm not a lawyer and half the verbiage I just frankly don't understand. So. I all I ever said is I just hope he gets what he truly deserves. What that is, is up to them. That's not up to me. You know what I mean? So, if six games for, as a Browns fan now, I'm just saying like what he deserves. But as a Browns fan, six games, I was pretty ecstatic because the guy. I mean, he's a scumbag in a way. It's like he did some really grimy things, and but he's a hell of a player at the same time, and he. Six games is not that bad, I don't think, especially with our defense and stuff. So I think we could survive a six-game suspension. Uh, do you think the NFL will come down more harsher? Because they do have a chance to appeal. Um, that's that's the big question that's going on right now because we got three days to wait. If they don't do anything in three days, he just gets six games, and then this whole saga is over with. But if they decide yes, to appeal yeah. – then it's going to be a long, drawn-out process. Mm-hmm. That's where it's real. It's confusing, and everyone can go either. It's it could go either way. Like if the NFL 
decides to appeal, you know what's going to happen. Like you said, it's going to be dragged out. There's going to be lawsuits going to be taken to federal court. Watson might end up being playing game one, and then the middle of the season, like what happened to Ezekiel Elliott, you get suspended when it really counts. So that could be worse for the Browns, or they could do absolutely nothing because they don't want to deal with that. But yesterday, I would have guessed they wouldn't have done nothing and because I didn't want them to think that they were going to overrule this judge. But the way how Jake Trotter had put it today, I heard, is she's almost pushing the NFL. Be like, if you all want to do a little more, go ahead. I just did what I had to do. Like, you can do more. I have no objections. It's almost like she wanted it that way. So, if I had to guess, I think they're going to try to appeal it, but we'll see. And you know, This sucks for us as Browns fans. We just I want know. to be over with. I know, and and you know some of the verbiage that she used in the uh, report. I mean, was kind of shocking. Like, yes, there was no violence. There was no, you know, anything. There's no criminal stuff, but I mean, <laughs> the other stuff that happened. I, I mean, even when she goes, like the way you react is why I don't like reading that stuff because I I don't want to read that. I don't want to watch it on TV. I don't watch that. I don't find that entertaining by any means it's sickening to read that kind of stuff i don't like seeing her i don't don't want anything to do with it to be honest with you and it's but the bad thing is that's where we're at as browns i mean it's this is what we got to deal with though i mean it's because we're hanging on the limbo of our starting quarterback our franchise quarterback that we traded for with all of this baggage i mean she even put a stipulation in for his six games he is only allowed to get massages at the Browns facility by a Browns yeah. facility person. You know how crazy that is for her to actually put in that stipulation? Just that alone, right there. <laughs> Just you can't get massages anywhere else. It's at the Browns facility. I think the Browns liked it. I'll tell you that much. They're like, oh, that's rough behind doors. They're like, sweet. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, as a, as a, he, fan of the Browns I mean it's just we're just stuck in it's not even a purgatory we're just waiting that's all we're doing is waiting we've been waiting since March when the trade happened of what's going to happen we started trading camp we're waiting to hear what the decision was we get the decision now we're waiting again to see if the NFL appeals it's like just can we just stop the waiting game I mean, if you're going to do it do it be done with it yeah I agree just rip the bandaid off and be done with it Okay, there's Justin chimed in and said, taking a step away from my dislike of the Watson train. I don't follow it closely, but yeah, she she wanted to go for more, but she couldn't. And that's kind of like the verbiage she used because it was a nonviolence thing and it was just six games. And through 21 other cases, it was six games. So as a judge, she looked at it impartial and especially she ruled in the NFL's favor. Yes, and it's six games, but you know, at this point in time, she really did come out and kind of say, you could do a little bit more if you want to. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of up to the NFL, and if the NFL does that, though, that's some muddy water because that was a collective bargaining agreement between the NFL and the players to have this arbitrator, let's just say, in between to do this so that the NFL is not judge, jury, and executioner and the NFLPA 
feel like they get a fair shake and Goodell is not in charge of stuff anymore. And it kind of just, I mean, it came out. I mean, everybody's like, well, he's gone for six games. He's still getting suspended for six games, guys. Like, don't start cheering that much. I mean, he's still suspended for six games. Like, it's not like he's just, oh, we're going to let him play game one. And then let's just, no, he's still suspended for six games. She did very good of what she had to do and actually being impartial to it because she couldn't make, she probably could have made it more if she wanted to. She just couldn't do it because of the way that reads with the policy. She did it very professionally is what she did. And it was not, what sucks was, is it took so long for her to figure it out. I mean, we could have had this two weeks ago. All I know is NFLPA, when they wrote this up, man, did they get duped by the NFL? Like, they literally, like, oh, we don't want you guys to have all the power. So we're going to set this up. But there's a loophole so you could still have all the power. Okay. I just, I got an email from, one of our Browns beat reporters that's going to be joining us here in a couple of weeks. So, oh, nice. So I'm kind of like, I was just making sure. Cause he's like, you guys talking about, it? I'm like, yeah, we're talking about, it. we're going to talk about more when he comes on too. But oh. um, now with this kind of behind us, um, sort of behind us, we still got to wait. Uh, what is our expectation for the Browns now? I mean, we know it's six games. I think we're going to win 12 games. And I think it's because, the defense. Like, people are sleeping on this defense. I watched them last year at the end of that season. Once they started clicking and figuring it out and what they're good at and what everyone's role is that they fit well at, they were phenomenal. Like, if the Browns would have just averaged, I think, like 20 points a game, which isn't that high for the NFL, they would have been in the playoffs. Like, and the Bengals wouldn't have. So they wouldn't even have been in the Super Bowl. So who knows what could have happened. It's just that offense was so terrible last year because our quarterback had one arm and all kinds of other problems, apparently. But that's another subject. So I think we could still win 12. I I don't think Brissett's all that bad either. I think if they have to – if you have Brissett for six weeks, they are going to run the living hell out of that kid. It's going to be the RPO show. Like, you're going to see a lot of run past options. And with Cream Hunt and Nick – Chubb, like anything's possible, and then you can give those guys a spell and just having Ford or any of the other running backs that we have, or Dearness Johnson. Like, it's good, we're gonna look like the Ravens, but better. And I kind of hope that way because, uh, out on Twitter, I put out there that I believe this team has potential to be a top three defense. Now, yeah, I agree. they have some holes, uh, defensive tackle is one of them. Um, Tiffin tackle doesn't actually worry me as lot, much as other people. I don't. It's uh, it's like guards for the line. If you have phenomenal guards, yeah, it's great. But if you just have all right guards and the more important positions are filled at, with great players, it, they elevate them. They bring those players up. You know what I mean? When you got Miles Garrett and Javian Clowney on the outside, the defense tackles jobs are a lot easier. But I mean. I could be completely wrong, and they could suck. (laughs) They are very unproven, but I'm always positive, Jay, so you know me. Well, and I'm always trying to find that that beefy guy in the middle that could just stop and run right up the middle because that's how I felt for years. We just got gashed right up the middle a lot of times because, yes, we got the greatest pass rushers that we could have between Garrett and Clowney, 
But once they run a draw play right up the middle, who's eating that play up? It normally goes for five, six, seven yards. Now, granted, we did get some nice linebackers. I guess Jacob Phillips has made a big jump this year in training camp, and JOK is looking awesome. So I, was I gonna, like JOK. That dude's I, just flying around. I think he's going to make a huge jump, too. And then here, here's another one. Uh, Craig brought up they need to sign Sue. I mean, as a Browns fan. I've, how- I've been wanting that, too. I've been dying to have that, but I'm also a crazy Browns fan, so pretty much any time a free agent like that's available, I'm like, oh, yeah, go get them. We got the cap space. Go get them. They never do it, though. They never do it. Oh, no. But, like, my biggest thing with Sue, though, is I want Sue from, like, six years ago when he's stepping on people's throats. The mm-hmm. Sue now, yes, can get you some veteran stuff, but – I want like the mean, mean Sue back in the day where, you know, he's ripping helmets off of people when he played for the Lions. That's the Sue I want on this team. Oh, yeah. I don't think he's not as good as he once was, but he's as good as he's going to ever be. But Perrion Winfrey, I don't mind giving him reps. And let's see what Jordan Elliott is about this year. And you got other guys that could step up, like give him a chance. Who knows what these guys are really capable of? We haven't seen them yet. Well, I heard the Browns are. Who was the guy who got he got in a lot of trouble? Like we picked him up, he came out of nowhere, and then he did some crazy things and with some mental health issues, I think, and he got oh, in a lot of trouble. McDowell. Malik McDowell. Yes. Oh my god, that one hurt. I thought that dude was just gonna be a phenomenal player for us for a while. And everybody wants to see Togi Eye. I heard that Jordan Elliott took a step this year, too, and he's looking like a beast right now. You're yeah, out. Like, tra- who knows? Tell me. Hmm? You were out at training camp. You tell me. How'd you know I was at training camp? I see everything, Jay. Mm-hmm. I see everything. Did you, did you happen to see me, uh, first person in, yelling at the camera for the Browns camera? And I saw Nat's tailgaters right behind you. Yep. I know everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw. Maybe you I just wanted to boast about that. I don't know. Hey. So how was training camp? I mean, it was fun. I, I personally have. I never didn't stay long. I was really tired. Like I was so exhausted. That was the like day after the Saturday after I moved, mm-hmm. and my friend Rebecca, she's like, "Oh, I have an extra ticket. I'm sitting right up front. I've been down here since eight thirty. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll go. And I looked at Tiffany. I'm like, "Dude, I am so tired. Like I don't even want to go to training camp. I'm that tired." And she's like, "Jay, you've been working on this house too long." get out of this house, go have fun. I'm like, okay. And I ended up going, which it was fun. And met up with like, saw Nick Carnes out in Columbus, all the guys from the dog chug. And yeah, it was fun, but I didn't stay long. I got, I just, I got so tired real quick. Once I started sitting down in that sun, it just, I ended up leaving pretty early. I'm not going to lie. I'm a terrible fan. Yeah. You're not a terrible fan because <laughs> you're like sitting at home watching a game better than it is in person sometimes. It's true, and you don't really see much in training camp, to be honest with you. And I don't, I'm not going to go out there and get in the kid's way and try to steal an autograph some, from some kid. You know what I mean? And they, oh, there we go. There's oh, the famous Nala. Oh, here's a good question for us. So, my brother in law, Chris Band, do you guys think management mm-hmm. was waiting to make sure the suspension wasn't too long to go out and get a free agent? Sing on the extra cap space case it was 12 games this year. 
I do. I like really if, do. I, if they if this suspension gets like a much longer, like if they go eight games, I don't think they'll make a move. They'll just roll it for set. But if it's anything like 10, 12 or the rest of the year, don't be I wouldn't be surprised if they went out and got a Jimmy G for like pretty much what we got Baker and just restructure contract deal kind of thing and be like, hey man. We got a great setup here. You could prove yourself and get a bigger contract next year coming off injury. And we got the line to protect you. And who knows what could happen? I mean, that guy's been to a Super Bowl before. So, yeah. The the thing is, this roster from head to toe is pretty much loaded, man. That's that's the one thing I was kind of curious. Okay. And I wanted to bring this up to you. I didn't want to bring up to Brian because Brian just bashes me all the time about this. (laughs) But you made this trade for Deshaun Watson, knowing he's probably going to get suspended, knowing it's going to happen. And yes, you're looking years down the road and not right now. But our team is built to win right now. You're pissing away prime years of Clowney, Chubb, Hunt. We got Cooper now. We got a couple younger guys, Batonio. I mean, you're pissing away prime years that that's a year off of them by bringing in him and if it wasn't for him let's just say let's just say we run it back with a certain somebody just hypothetical could he have gotten us to the playoffs probably would that have been a wasted year don't know but this could be a wasted year for the cleveland browns so with a certain someone it just it was one of those situations. It actually made sense for both sides, and it could never happen because the human emotions involved with it. And him well, being an extremely emotional person. So, but with that trade and what you're saying being a wasted year, I would say I Andrew Barry's a really smart dude. He has contention plans for almost everything that's going to happen with them right now, and I think he kind of was also pushed into this situation by the Haslam's. So let's say this they're like, all right, we're in a trade for him. But this is obviously, like you said, this is our franchise quarterback for the next 10 years. And let's say this year, which we are, they, their roster is still built to go for the next four to five years as is. Right now it's at like a premium prime position, like you said. Like you ain't going to get much a better roster than what we have right now. Well, So then- I think if the suspension was going to go longer – they had guys like Jimmy G in mind or someone or something like that, or even like Trey Lance out in like uh, Green Bay or something like that. Like, who knows? Like, that dude has contention plans for every situation. Jordan Love. Thank you, Jordan Love. Trey Lance is in San Francisco. Yeah. No, no, no. I I understand they always have contention plans, but it just it just strikes me like, you know, you have Chubb on a four-year I understand there's – the cap space, you're taking a huge cap hit next year, no matter what happens. With all the pushbacks, especially Denzel, you're going to have all that come out next year. It just, it kind of shocked me that they didn't have, yes, Percet could get us through there, but I was expecting a more veteran, you know, like a winning veteran, like Brian Hort. Matt Ryan. Or Matt Ryan or somebody of that nature to come in and kind of take the reins for at least whatever time it is. And then kind of like what Indy did with Philip Rivers. 
let Philip Rivers come in, play whatever he's going to play, knowing that he's going to go, and then be done. Like I thought, Fitz Magic. Oh my lord, would Fitz Magic not fit in here with Cleveland Browns? Uh, dude, I hate Fitz Magic. I can't stand it. No, you do not. I can't stand. Oh, it's a fantasy football thing. I do is up and down. He'll he's the hottest quarterback the first four weeks, and then he's garbage after that. <laughs> but it, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I can't stand Fitzmagic. Hey. Like the only thing I like about him is his beard and his personality. He's cool. Like, but as a player, I would be like, I'd be so pissed if we would have got Fitzmagic. Yeah, but those four like, weeks. Well, we, we'll win the opener, maybe. We'll finally win the opener. That's the other thing I wonder. How is it we're playing Carolina and Baker with Jacoby Brissett in the opener? Don't care. <sighs> Actually, Carolina's line ain't going to stop Jadavion Clowney and Miles Garrett. And that defense knows Baker's every single weakness. They've seen him for weeks and weeks and weeks. And those corners and safeties are sick, dude. They're so good. I just I I'm just ready for football and it starts this Thursday. Oh my oh, god. They're going to that game. Red Legs going down to Carolina. Make sure you get some barbecue while you're down there, Red Leg. Red Leg, save a seat for me in the car, dude. I'll go with you. I'll sleep in the trunk. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I've been there before. <laughs> I mean, I got my I've never been to a stadium outside of Cleveland. You've never been to another stadium outside of Cleveland? Not a major sports stadium, no. Only the highest I've been to a minor league game in Louisville. That was it. So you haven't been down to the Great American Ballpark? No. What's the Great American Ballpark? Cincinnati. No, I haven't been there. You haven't been up to Detroit, Tiger Stadium? I'm telling you, not a single major league NFL stadium or NBA arena have I ever been to outside of Cleveland. All right, here we go. We're going to get into some fun time with Always Positive Jay. So before we transition over into uh, Charlie Hewitt and his horrible Madden rating, which I want to bring Red Leg on for that one. Um, what If you had any stadium you'd want to go to to go check out, what would your stadiums be? Oh, man, that's for for certain, like football. I'd love to go where you're going. I'd love to go to that the Vegas stadium. It looks like the, the black hole or whatever they're calling it. Well, that looks really cool. SoFi looks really cool. Dallas would be phenomenal. Um, How about this? Let's let's do top three basketball, baseball, and football stadiums. All right. Football, I'd love to go to – for sure have to go to the Vegas one because that's probably just really cool inside and the gambling and all that would be fun. Dallas would be too, just because growing up I was a Cowboys fan. I'm no longer a fan, but that's just like Dallas football, Cowboys, and Texas football. Like that's just almost as epic football areas you can get. Third one, I'd probably want to go somewhere like traditional, like maybe Soldier Field or something. For baseball, baseball is easy for me. I definitely want to sit right on the edge of the green. Or the, the the Boston Stadium. What is that called? Thank Green you, the Green Monster. I want to sit right on the edge of that, dead center of that. Um, definitely want to go to San Francisco's stadium and be in a canoe or a kayak in that little Covey Cove. And the third one, 
It would have been something like probably like the old Yankee Stadium, but I don't want to go to the new one. And man, where were some good ones? I'm trying to think of all like the old traditional stadiums are kind of gone now. I know. I'd probably go to Detroit, just go with my dad, to be honest, because he's from there. And it's actually a pretty nice stadium. Tiger Stadium is amazing. And I've been there. And when I went there, I started laughing. I'm like, why would you put this beautiful baseball field where you put it? I was like, holy cow. Like, you just, you drive, I mean, it's Detroit. No, don't get me wrong. I mean, we've had hard spots here in Cleveland, but you're driving downtown Detroit, and it just, it just pops up. All you see is two tigers just staring at you as you drive by it. I'm like, that's gorgeous. And then you look across the street and you're like, that is not <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's the only problem. I don't want to ever go to Detroit. So I might not ever make it to that stadium. Can I just get helicoptered in and helicoptered out? Probably. Yeah. We can work that out for you. What about basketball? Basketball. Dude, you, you got to go Madison square garden. Like, that's the mecca of basketball. Um, probably Staples, even though I hate – I mean, the, all, the Cavs have to be playing in these games because I ain't going for any other team. Yeah, yeah, no. And then the third one, hmm, I'm trying to think of a really good city that was like a good – no, I, I go to Milwaukee because my friend is the scoreboard engineer for them now. So, How is he not on our show? What are we doing here? You have all the friends in the world. How are they not on the voice of the land? I mean, you got Rizzo, you got, you know, all the... God, Rizzo on your show was amazing, by the way. I yeah, that was fun. And he had so much fun with you guys. He even talked about it afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Like Ken, my friend Ken, yeah, he became the... He used to be the scoreboard engineer for the Cavs. And when I was doing the barbecue thing with him and uh, Riz and Casey, Casey's like, hey, you know Ken, my boss? I'm like, Ken? He's like, yeah, what's up, Jay? We're like, and he's like, dude, that's that dude's like really high up with the Cavs. How do you know him? I'm like, yeah, I've known him since like seventh grade. And yeah, he ended up taking, that's how Casey got his job. And then he went to Milwaukee when they got that new stadium. Well, might as well throw in my stadiums now, if we're going to keep this. Yeah. I mean, come on. Let's get with the program. Let me, let me go. Let me go basketball first. I would love to go to the bulls, Chicago bulls. Ooh, I, that's a good one. Just because of the legacy, just walking in, seeing the banners hanging up, all that stuff. Uh, Justin here, the old Boston Garden. Walking in, just feeling. I won't go head. anywhere in Boston. I'm As probably getting a fight with a fan. And then the last one, just because it'd be party time for me, I'd love to go down to Miami Heat and just get, go into Miami and just kind of like. You have the whole stadium to yourself. <laughs> hey, and I'll be all right with that. Like, I don't get, like, especially with basketball arenas, I really don't get, like, nostalgic over, like, Madison Square Garden because they have so much stuff going on there. It's not just basketball. I mean, they have NCAA tournaments. They have concerts. They have everything else. Like, I'm just trying to think of places where it would be fun. Now, baseball, Wrigley and Fenway. Wrigley, man. I should have said Wrigley. Okay. Those two are definitely. But I am 100% with you with San Francisco. Being so we need to go out in that bay. That just looks like a great time out there. It really does. And Arbel when Barry Bonds hit those like 73 home runs that year, that's what got me hooked. I'm like, I have to do that one day. It looks like so fun. 
it's not like he hit the seats. It always went out there. Like it didn't go mm-hmm. anywhere else. Um, the honorable mention though, for me would have to be, I had it on my, not Minnesota, Kansas city. I would love to go see Royals where they play at. I don't know why it's a waterfall. Looks, yeah. It just looks like a true, because every time I watch it, there's always the chairs look comfy. There's always a fat guy behind the home plate, just sitting there sipping on something. And it just looks like a great time in Kansas City. I, I don't know why. Even when they have a shitty team, they still have a great time. Um, and then football. Um, I will be seeing the Las Vegas Stadium when I get out there. So I'll let you know how good it looks. Um, also, you got to go down to Jerry's World. Check out Jerry's World. But my nostalgia is kind of like with you. Either kick it back old school with uh, Green Bay at Lambeau Field or Soldier Field. I would love to. If I go to Soldier Field, I'm dressing up like one of the super fans again. Like we did for our Halloween special? You did? I did that for a Halloween like when I was like 21. Okay. You're going to have to go back and look. We all shave mustaches, everything. Go back to our Halloween special. Oh, I have to. All right. Bry, mustache. Aviators, Vinny mustache. He coach Ditka. What's really funny is right before the show happened with Vinny, had the perfect Ditka voice going on. Ford so winning a fight, as Hurricane or Ditka. <laughs> Hold on, Ditka. Hold on, trick question there. The Hurricane is Hurricane Ditka. Um, let's go uh, Bears, uh, Browns. I'm going to go Bears, uh, 76, uh, Browns, negative two. How you doing there, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> no. Farley was the best, man. Farley was the goat oh, at that show. How many is that for you this year? I'd be a bigger Michael player. Jordan couldn't hold back laughing from that, dude. Like, he was cracking up during that skit. That was one of my favorite skits ever, and I. It's my favorite. It's my favorite SNL skit, without a doubt. I love those guys. When we started this show, I always wanted to do it with Big Bry. I really have, like, just me and Big Bry sitting here just talking about the Browns. But for the show, Vinny behind the scenes could do the dick of voice like you wouldn't believe. As soon as we went live, it went straight mobster. He went straight. <laughs> he went straight Italian on it. I'm like. What are you doing? This isn't Mario, you know, Super Mario's world. Like, calm down, man. Like, he just, he's like, bobbity boobity. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, Browns. He goes, that's why I said, hey, Browns. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, Browns. <laughs> that is a comedian. All right. So let's get into a little bit of. I want to get your reaction. I, I got to talk to Kev about it too. Cause I can't really talk other sports that often, but what's your reaction with the uh, Colin Sexton, you know, the, with the Cavs and them kind of, uh, you know, lowballing him on his contract. Have you heard? Uh, about- kind of be honest. I haven't, wasn't that close. Cause that's kind of went all been busy with my house. But, yeah, I heard they lowballed him. I love Colin Sexton. I want him to stay. And I kind of hope they work it out, to be honest with you. 
but a lot of people are saying they covet Chris Karis LeVert more than they do Colin Sexton. I think it has to do with the size. And but defense. I think Colin Sexton is just a better consistent scorer than LeVert is. Oh, look at that. I got a virus threat. To... Did you put a virus on my computer as we're talking? Maybe. That's all right. No, I was I was just curious because I know Colin with the eighth overall, I think it was eighth overall pick the Cavs drafted him before Garland, mm-hmm. everything else kind of came into fruition. And he played as I mean, kid's a workhorse. I, I'm not saying he's not. I'm just I just wanted him in the draft. Like, Did you? Yeah, like after I heard that dude played for Alabama and had to go against three against five and almost led his team to a win, I'm like, sold. Like that's that 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 tells me everything you need to know about how hard that dude wants to win, and I was sold ever since that story. And I mean, there was other people I would have drafted ahead of him, probably like obviously like Zion. I wanted John Morant, but we ain't getting him at eight. So no. realistically, I was like, I'd rather have Col- I'd wanted Colin Sexton, and now everyone kind of hates him for some reason because he was the first piece, and everyone wanted him to lead us to like the championship or back to the playoffs. I'm like, dude, I'm like. He ain't got nothing really around him right now, and now we get a good team. And remember when he was the very beginning of the year when he was healthy and everyone was healthy? Dude, the Cavs were just rolling fools, dude. I, I think it was because of Rubio also. Having Rubio. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Everyone was healthy. Like, yeah. Rubio is a huge part. And, yeah, like, Colin, when he went down, Darius had to step up, and it obviously elevated his game, and he went to a whole new level and actually pass Colin Sexton up. And, but, yeah, I'd like to see him work together. I'd love to see him come off the bench, to be honest. He'd be sixth man of the year without a doubt. Oh, my Lord. I love Brown's Twitter, Jay. <laughs> I just, It is the most magical unicorn thing that I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, I, I <laughs> gotta love Brown's Twitter. Let me get off of this. So that we can finish this show. Wow, how toxic! Like, there is no gray area. I I blocked everybody. I blocked a lot of people. I honestly don't see anything bad anymore. Everyone's like, "It's Brown's Twitter is going to be so horrible." I'm like, "Eh, I don't see all that much bad stuff anymore." Am I going to have to start calling you always positive, Grossy? I I tell everyone, I'm like, I think I block more people than Grossy because I mean. (laughs) Anytime I, I used to like whoever followed me, I would just follow them right back, not look. Now I kind of like go back and look to see if they're like one follower and they started in July, and obviously then they're a bot, and I just block them. <laughs> like, I don't amazing. care about my numbers. I'd rather have quality over quantity. All right, so my thing with Colin Sexton is I think he's he's a really good player. I just don't think he fits this team anymore, the way this team He might now. And, yes, I would love to keep him because he's a great player. But he's not. I mean, it's a hard pill to tell someone when you're a starting caliper guard to come off the bench and be a six-man. Not everyone could swallow that kind of pill. That's the only thing I think he'd fit in is if he comes off the bench. And you know something? That's kind of where I see him, too, as a six-man. And guess what? People have made careers out of being the sixth man. I mean, oh, yeah. Jamal Iguodala. Crawford. Iguodala. One of the greatest sixth man ever. You got to be Who? kidding me. Iguodala. <laughs> Dude's a bum. Yeah, yeah. 
still work. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm biased. Whatever. I always We're call them the poor, really the poor man's LeBron. <laughs> all right. Also in the news, the Guardians really didn't do shit at the trade deadline. But no, I, I don't think they, I didn't think they were. I thought they were maybe get a bullpen guy, but well, I think the uh, the best thing that the Guardians actually did that people actually found out about is they did pick up the phone and call Washington about Soto. Now they did their due diligence to see what it would take to get him here, and as soon as Washington came out and said, "We want your number one overall prospect," they're like, "No, nah, get it on that." So they did reach out the phone, and I know it's, I know it's hard being a Guardians fan because of the money, everything else. But since the Dolans have been here, they have really have. Now, granted, there's been like a couple years, kind of like, but they've really put a good team on the field to where you actually do get a fifty. Like they haven't been under five hundred. I don't think since Francona took over. I mean, just yeah, think, about, like, think about it. That's like nine years of Tito, and they haven't been under 500. While other teams, like Baltimore, everybody else had to tank it out to where they only win 20 games. We never had to do that here in Cleveland. Never. Imagine, because we know that they're just never going to put a salary cap on it, and you know they should, but they're not going to do it. But if they set it up that all the teams made the same amount of money, no matter if you're New York or Cleveland or Los Angeles or Kansas City, that it was like equal profit sharing, kind of like how the NFL set up. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Cleveland Indians slash Guardians would have been a dynasty. Oh, it would have started in the 90s? Took it never little, ended. Well, it took a little bump in the 2000s, early 2000s. Yeah, but we would have had the money to sign those guys and not let them go. Imagine if we just could have kept our own players all this time. We would have had the sickest baseball dynasty of this modern era. Now, Jay, I do have what to up? ask, how hard is it to turn down a 15-year, almost a $500 million contract? I mean, you're set for life <laughs> at that point in time. Like, you're seriously set That's for tough. life. Is that what Soto turned down, or That's is that Lindor? No, Soto turned that down with the Nationals. They offered him a 15-year, $445 million contract, and he turned it down. He could have stayed in one place his entire life. His entire Yeah, career. but you know what's going to happen. Yeah. He's going to get more. Oh, I know he's going to get more, but, I mean, it's just, like, we have the benefit of Jose taking the pay cut that he did to be here. My my new favorite all-time player, without a doubt, because I, I was just telling the truck driver today, I'm like, dude, I've never in my life seen a player in baseball stay in Cleveland for less when you are MVP caliber player. And because he wanted to stay here, I'm like, GOAT status, favorite player ever. That's why I bought his jersey. Do you think it's because he is, he was drafted late? And kind of had to work his way through the system. And he actually enjoyed kind of the teammates he had around him. Because he wasn't a top prospect. He was developed. Mm-hmm. And they gave him a chance, man. They're the guys that gave him. That dude was not supposed to make it. And they gave him a chance. They developed him. And it's the Tito effect. Tito's the man. 
I did I did put out a tweet on illegal ham and I think I retweeted on mine. Like this is the kind of guy that makes Cleveland greater. Who understands Cleveland and the hard work it takes to be a Cleveland sports kind of person. Like everybody goes, Oh, you know, your lunch pail and your hard hat and you go to work and blah 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 blah. Yeah, I get that. But he's not here for the star light. He's not here for anything else. He's here to have fun and win ball games. And that's all this guy does is win and have ball games. Hustle. Just, just I laugh so hard because I even he hit a double off of Corey Kluber. All right. While they were playing Tampa. I've never in my entire life as a Cleveland Indians slash Guardians fan seen Kluber crack a smile. <laughs> smile on that one after Jose hit a double on him. He cracked a smile walking back to the mound, and I'm like, you know you got had. You know it. Just smile. Just enjoy it because Jose's going to do it to you again. But just <laughs> seeing that, like just the interactions, and especially like him, especially in the dugout yelling at people, I love that mm-hmm. thing else. Oh, he's like, oh, he's a really good hitter. Not as good as me, though. <laughs> Like, oh, oh, go glove. Ah, I got six lows. Ah. <laughs> He's the best. He is absolutely mm-hmm. the best. And it's the best thing that the Indian or slash Guardians could have done is sign him to a long-term deal. And especially him and Claw A. Claw A, I'm telling you, hands down right now, that kid is going to be one of the best. Clo- Everybody's sitting there talking about Mariano Rivera and how he – that He's the next, he could be the next Rivera is what I was going to say. I, I think so, too. I really do because he has, like, for anybody to go into his first All-Star game, he goes, oh, yeah, it's cool. I'm just here to strike out people. Should they start playing Master of Puppets when he comes out? Since Rivera got Sandman by Metallica, we should play Master of Puppets. It's pretty popular with, like, Stranger Things right now coming out. All right. My brother-in-law, who's a Reds fan, is crying right now because they're bailing yeah, especially for I like the Reds too. Hey, especially for half of my lifetime that you know you had Ken Griffey Jr. on your team, Joey Votto, who I'd love to have on my team. Yeah, shut your face. I don't need to hear that crap. With the Indians, though, when you're talking about the trade deadline, I don't think they made a move because I I, I forget who wrote it. Maybe Zach Meisel was saying that they know that they're built to really make a run at it, but not next like next year maybe. But the following like years, they're going to have a window to just be the best team while all these other teams are going to be on their downfall. And they don't want to risk the future and give up these young guys. They want to develop them and let them come up and learn and get into the playoffs now and take your lumps. Yeah, Not give up the farm for Juan Soto, who's going to cost everything you can spend, and now you can't spend nothing else on your roster because you're Cleveland. Now, I do have to ask you, now, here we have some uh, very juicy stuff here. Now, Justin, I need you to put on Messenger that comment to me to make sure it's legit before I put it on here. It's in our comments. Um, and then James wrote up, it's the Cincinnati Prospects, and he said, never mind, that was a troll account. Thank you, Justin. And Barry Larkin was the best Reds. So now we're talking Reds. But... With the young people that they have coming up, they just said today that Fran Mill packed up everything out of his locker and was sent down to 
triple a good you know, I, I thought Framo was going to get traded but for a guy like that that we took a chance on that still can crush a ball if he can actually hit it are they still going to keep him as a prospect down below or do you think they actually do get rid of him at some point in time i think this is his last year he's got to clean up his act he's got to get in better shape and just got to frankly hit the ball and not strike out half the time he's up at at the bat and if being a professional player like he has for as long as he has to get sent down if that's not a wake-up call for him, I don't know what is. Like, I like the dude. I hope he does awesome because, I mean, like you said, he can crush a ball. Like, who doesn't want a giant monster that can crush home runs? If he was doing what he's expected to do this year, the Indians would be in first place right now. It just sucks because we were expecting well, him. Well, we were expecting him to be the home run hitter. We were expecting him to be the monster in the lineup and protect Jose. And now we got Josh Naylor. We got, you know, like, <laughs> they're, don't let me scare you. Like, I'm still surprised they're pitching to Jose. Like, I, I just, I, like, you were supposed to be that guy. That guy. All right, let's get baseball, into baseball, man. I That's know. baseball. Well, let's get into Fat Boy Tuesday. You ready? Sure. Now I got to go over here for the, I found it. And now it's time for Fat Boy Tuesday. So for Fat Boy Tuesday today, we're talking Vegas food. All right. Because I will be flying out tomorrow going to Vegas. And some of the food out there is absolutely amazing. And we're going to talk about some places that I should probably hit up. And I thought you've been to Vegas. No, I'm sorry. Help us out a little bit, but you haven't. But I think uh, I want to hit up Guy Fieri's restaurant out there. Oh, you have to. Yes. I take I, a I flavor do. time, my friend. Well, the other thing is, is I keep seeing these Bloody Marys, and I love Bloody Marys. But the ones I that actually come do to too, and I'm not. You know me; I'm not a big drinker. But no. you give me a solid loaded Bloody Mary, I'm happy as can be. Like, I've seen one with, like, a whole rotisserie chicken on the top of it. And I'm like, what are you What are you guys doing? But, no, they have, like, shrimp, chicken wings, bacon. Like, what? these are, like, fast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll send you pictures. Fish. <laughs> Justin. All right. Just, we, no. I, I got to have a talk with uh, Running Bald Man here a little bit later on about his. Uh, he needs to knock it back to PG-14. Instead of uh, rated X, he's talking about fish tacos. Yeah, well, who's got the best buffets down there? Like you, you got to hit up all the. You got to go to all of them. I I got to try everything, right? Exactly. Like I know they have the uh, the fat place where you got to weigh in before you go in to eat the burgers. The one where the uh, the waitresses dress up as. Uh, um, nurses it's like the cardiac burger or whatever it is so like the fatter oh. you are like you know what i'm saying diet i don't know anything about vegas you oh got the God. wrong guy on for this subject well I've I, never guess been there. I guess there's a burger place out there where you step up before you go in you step on a scale 
and it shows you how fat you are. And then you can go in and order food. Nice. Like it's like legit. Like they insult you, and then they're like, "Eat our food and spend your money here." I love it. Pretty much, I'm all right. See now, I know like they have. You gotta go to like if you want some fast food burgers, go to Jack in the Box if they have one. I've been out in Arizona. Like I love Jack in the Box. In and out. I've never been to an In and Out, but I heard they're phenomenal. All right. What what else is out west that I should check out? Definitely got to. I wonder if like the Mexican food's better out there. Like there's better taco places. It's like Nevada. It's got to be right. I would imagine. All I'm looking forward to is I got like six days where I cannot kill my wife by eating. Wait, wait a second. You're going to Vegas. You could place bets. What do I want to bet on? What do you want? What do you want? Hmm. You figure out what you want. and I I'll... think I'm going to bet the Browns win our division. That's an easy bet. Exactly, dude. Why take a hard bet? I want to win money. No, no, no. How about this? You give me a hundred bucks, I'll put and it No. <laughs> I was going to give you 20 bucks. <laughs> I just spent like almost ten grand in my house. I'm good on giving you a hundred bucks. Fine, give me twenty. I'll put it on green. Oh, I can go down to the casino and put it on green. It's not the same. It sure is. It's not even close to the same. If I roll it and I win, it's the same amount of money. I'm just not in Vegas. Yeah, but then I could have the money to get to Vegas, so it would be the same. I'm like, I'm coming out, dude. We just won like 10 grand. I got all my money back. I'll see you in two hours. Yeah, I took a private jet down there. Now, here's here's the That's funny a dream thing. of mine. I want to fly in a private jet one day for some reason. I was hoping to do it for our pool team, but that's not happening with the flight prices. Jeez. It's crazy. I remember when you uh, COVID hit, you get flights for $39 out to Yeah, Vegas. I know. Not anymore. They're making it up on the back end. Um, but the flight out there, I, for me to go out to Vegas when I leave, it is a two-hour difference time from here to there. But it's a four-hour flight. Me coming back is a six-hour flight <laughs> because of the time change. No, it, it also takes longer, too, because you, you're fighting the current. I believe going west is actually faster than going east because the uh, the airstreams are better for it. I could be wrong. I'm no scientist by any means. I talk sports and I work at a factory. so I mean, that's what we do here. All right, we're getting into our top three now. Vegas food's done, but I am going to try the old 96er. I'm going to try to find the best buffet out there. I mean, I would probably just go to buffets all the time, honestly, God. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So I heard they're so good out there. It's not like you're going to Double Dragon or like hometown buffet here. Like this is like gourmet food all over the place, and you have unlimited amount. And we're just fat guys that love food. That is true. I told my wife when I came back I would go on a diet. Uh, don't lie to yourself. 
I'm not lying to myself. I know it's not going to happen. All right. So our top three is not brought to you by anybody because. No, just. Yeah. So, Jay, what are three things you would like to do in Vegas if you went out to Vegas? I want to see the um, the fountains, those, those famous fountains. And Mirage. The is, is it the Bellagio or the Mirage? I don't, I don't know. know. I want to see those fountains. I think it's Bellagio. Okay. Um, I'd go do the thing where you could, like, drive. I think I'm pretty sure you could do it out there because you could do almost anything in Vegas from what I'm told. Or you could drive a monster truck. Like, I would definitely try to do something like that. Mirage. And just crush a bunch, crush a bunch of cars, and then you can go places. And I'm not a big gun shooter, but someone told me that you could shoot the like automatic grenade launcher somewhere out there. And I'm sorry if I could shoot an automatic grenade launcher legally, I'm doing it. What the sh- like? You have just like trumped my top three. Like I was, <laughs> I was like, yeah, there's great golf resorts. Out we got there. weird conversations at our work. Like we've discussed this before, believe it or not. Like, there's the cat. I want to go see Celine Dion. Um, uh, no, my number three is is I want to find a really good golf resort out there, just because like it's different playing golf in the desert than it is here in Ohio, and I'm just a golf nerd, so. That's why it's my number three. My number two is I want to see Blue Man Group. I don't know why. I just want to see it in person. They creep me out. I know they creep they creep everybody out, but I just want to see it just to see it. Like everybody says it's a great show, right? What about what is that Circo Soleil or whatever that we I seen it on uh role models or something? What, what movie was that? Knocked up. When they go and they end up Paul Rudd and the one dude end up taking a trip out to Vegas and they end up taking magic mushrooms and they go into Circus LA and they freak out. I would freak out and I wouldn't even have to be on nothing. I'd be like, oh, people are weird looking. I don't like clowns. I don't like people dressed up. They all weird me out. And my number one thing to do is I would love to sit down at a poker table that all the legends have sat at. At the horseshoe, no. wherever, just sit down. I don't even have to play. Like, I'll put 10 bucks in. I don't care. Just to sit down knowing that I sat there next to a Doyle Brunson, you know, like just having that legacy of poker players that we've watched from the main event for so many years, just to sit down and see what it's like. Yeah, hey, I got to change mine. Number one, without a doubt, is to be entered into the uh, World Series of Poker. I would love to do that one time. I love playing Texas Hold'em, but just to get into one of those giant tournaments would be so fun. I was so pissed that I did not get to go to Vegas when RBS went in that tournament, and I found out Hammer took second place. Like, that's my little buddy, but there's no way in hell I would have let him take in second place. (laughs) He was just bullying everybody, I guess, and I'm like, oh, man. That, That just sounded like so much fun. What do we got here? Catch a Britney uh, Spears show, Blue Man Group, Vegas half and uh, full or half marathon. Yeah, Justin, you're gonna go on. You're gonna go to Vegas and run a marathon. 
Yeah, he he runs marathons. That's what he does. And his thing says he's a running bald man, so I guess so. Well, the reason why he does it so he can eat his ice cream at night. Ah. So he. He's I eat mine I'm actually going to eat some after the show. Now that you said it. I know, but he he's. Have you tried the new uh, little Debbie ice creams? What? Are you serious? little Debbie came out with ice cream? Nutty bar, oatmeal cream pie. The, the cosmic. I'm looking brown. over at Tiffany right now. Who went grocery shopping and bought <laughs> ice cream and didn't see the little Debbie stuff? We'll be having a conversation okay, later. We <laughs> actually had it on our show. We ate the uh, Nutty Bar one on the show. Dude, I love Nutter Bars. There's my other cat. So good. So good. You can get them Are we almost dog. done? Because now I want ice cream, dude. Yeah, we're almost done. All right. I got chocolate chip cookie dough in the uh, freezer. All right. All right. Fine. Not rushing, really. I just wanted to eat my ice cream soon. That's all right. I want to get downstairs, too, because I got to see my kids before I leave. Uh, Jay, thank you so much for joining me today. I can't I can't thank you enough, bud. Why don't you give, oh, it's your, always fun coming on. give your plugs out for your stuff? Uh, you could follow me on Twitter at AlwaysPositiveJ. It's about as easy as it gets. Uh, I do a podcast with Kevin Arnold, and we are – the voice of the land. You can find us on YouTube and anywhere else we're streamed. And that's Sundays at seven p.m. Seven o'clock. Yep. And every now Usually and then you can catch us. We're always streaming on Twitter at seven. I think on Facebook too, but I'm not. I'm personally not on Facebook, so I never think about it. Well, and you also every now and then the fat guy steps in too when, uh, of course, certain people are out. So that's. We got a we got a great bond here with all of us, and you know we have Jay here for the Browns. I got Kevin for the uh, Cavs and slash Guardians. It's amazing how close of a group that we have, and you know something we're just living a dream. I mean it's it's not it's not that often you can actually sit here live, talk to your friends about all the sports teams you want to talk about, and just have fun with it. Especially when we do Fat Boy Tuesday, it's always fun. The last That's why time, I can't wait for all this watch the stuff to be over. Sports right. are supposed to be fun. They're supposed to be our escape, not our drama. All right. Well, we are here at the end of the show. I want to thank everybody for watching. Uh, we love our troops, our first responders. Um, other than that, we will see you here next Tuesday, I believe at 6 o'clock. I got to make a time on that one. My chubby ass will be out in Vegas, live from Vegas. And the boys, Vinny and Bryce, should be back. Now, it won't be a long show. It might be like a little 30-minute show. Depends on how we're doing at the pool tournament. But, Jay, thank you so much for joining. As in Thanks the, for having me. And as the words of always positive, Jay, always more bacon. <laughs> Thanks for watching, everybody. All right.